Welcome to the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast with Michael Lafito, where top luxury agents reveal their best practices, plus interviews with real estate industry influencers, thought leaders, and luxury marketing experts. You'll come away from each episode with new strategies and tactics to dominate high-end homes in any market. And now for the latest episode of Luxury Listing Specialist. Here's your host, luxury real estate expert, coach, and trainer, Michael Lafito. Welcome back to another episode of the Luxury Listing Specialist podcast. You're in the right place if you're an agent, a team leader, a broker owner, and you're looking to work smarter and not harder and increase your average sale price and provide more value to your high net worth clients, your luxury clients. And again, my name is Michael Lafito. Housekeeping, if you have any questions, you want to, uh, you know, submit a, a guest name, that sort of thing, shoot us an email, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com. And don't forget, we have some amazing episodes we've recently released. You can check those out on iTunes or Stitcher or go to luxurylistingpodcast.com, luxurylistingpodcast.com. My name is Michael Lafito, and I'm excited to introduce our next guest, um, Anthony Hitt is the CEO of Angle and Folkers Americas, and he's got a, he was a top agent. Um, I'll let him tell kind of his story, but he previously to Angle and Folkers, uh, he was with Sotheby's International, was a top producing agent, and uh, they're doing some really exciting things. So we're really interested in hearing Anthony's perspective on the luxury market, as well as uh, some best practices that some of his agents are using. So without further ado, Anthony, thanks for joining me today. Michael, thanks for inviting me. It's uh, always exciting to talk to you and, uh, and to do this podcast today. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know I hit on a couple bullet points and then a little bit of information on Engel and Folkers, the, the story and, and uh, the, you know, the markets that you guys are in. Okay, well, I could take probably three or four hours for that. I don't know how much time, but uh, I, I will tell you, as you said, uh, I, uh, I was actually born in Missouri, but I ended up in Los Angeles uh, through the kind of the dot-com uh, uh, heydays of the, uh, of the early 2000s and, uh, and found myself in real estate working in probably one of the most luxurious uh, markets uh, in the world, and that was the west side of Los Angeles, so the Santa Monica, Malibu, uh, uh, Brentwood, Beverly Hills area. And uh, as you said, I was associated with, uh, with Sotheby's. Uh, that was actually before Angle and Folkers actually moved into the U United States. Um, Angle and Folkers, uh, I think most people know our brand now, but uh, for those who may not be completely aware of who we are and where we come from, uh, we were uh, founded by Christian Folkers in 1977 and uh, Dirk Engel in, uh, in Hamburg, Germany, in a very exclusive neighborhood uh, from day one, all about uh, dealing with uh, you know, discerning clientele, who expected the most and the best. And of course, uh, from a price point standpoint, that uh, certainly was in the high-end market. And of course, a lot of times those are connected to, to luxury. Uh, our brand, like I said, just celebrated 40 years, uh, comes into the United States uh, via Florida. Uh, a lot of Europeans uh, come in this direction and, uh, and starts the, uh, the, the, our, our history now that we have here in the, in the U.S. We have about 850 of our iconic uh, retail shops around the world uh, in some of the most uh, exclusive destinations, locations. Uh, we're talking about the Côte d'Azur. We're talking about France. We're talking about uh, Rome, and, and, and that list goes on and on. And, of course, here in, uh, in the Americas, 
We're all the places you would expect us to be. We're in, we're in Miami. We're in Beverly Hills. We're on Park Avenue in New York City um, and, uh, and uh, in, in Montreal and Vancouver. And, uh, and, and the list goes on and on and on. So uh, you know, luxury real estate, high-end real estate, uh, discerning clientele, uh, the best agents, or as we call them, advisors in the business. Uh, that's kind of who we are. Awesome. Awesome. And um, you yourself, I think you're all on a plane more than you're probably on the ground, but um, you said you were from Missouri originally. And and, uh, where's home for you now? Where's corporate headquarters or home? Uh, The the international corporate headquarters remains in Hamburg, Germany. As a matter of fact, we just opened a beautiful new uh, headquarters building there last last fall, uh, I think is kind of a a testament to the the 40-year history we have, but the future that we have ahead of us as well. Uh, the America's headquarters, where my home base is now, is uh, also on Park Avenue in New York City, actually where I'm at today. And uh, I don't like commuting, so my, my home is about uh, two blocks from here. I can actually look out my office and see my, my home building. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. And um, out of curiosity, um, we define uh, for our certification, again, luxury listing specials, we believe luxury is all relative based on on the market that you're given. I was doing a training, Anthony, in Crown Point, Indiana, blue collar, uh, blue collar mid- Midwest in Indiana, and I had a guest come up to me afterward and say, man, I was hesitant, Michael, to, to attend your training because we don't have a lot of million-dollar properties, but based on your definition of luxury being three times the average sale price for, for that market, in that case, it was 167 times three. She goes, we have a lot of 500, 600, even 700s, but we don't have a lot of million-dollar-plus properties. I'm glad I attended your training. So out of curiosity, does Engel & Folkers have a, 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 a price point that they define luxury? I know you're in so many markets. Um, do you internally have a price point um, that your agents or a certain website, uh, you know, they'll be on a different, you know, different amount of exposure, or is it all relative? Yeah, it, it, it is all relative. Uh, I, I like your definition from a, from a dollars and cents. I think that makes a lot of sense when it comes to, to price point. Uh, as a brand, uh, you know, we've always believed generally that uh, that the type of clientele that would use our services. Uh, and, and, and we really consider ourselves to be a luxury brand. It's not like we've got a division or a section of our company that's set aside for that. You know, this is who we are, uh, is, you know, they, they, uh, is above the median. But I think your definition when you're really getting to that uber luxury or that price point makes a lot of sense. Uh, but we also believe that the, the definition or the traditional notions of, of luxury are really changing. We've done a lot of research over the last year in the Americas, um, and it's interesting because I think today – you know, discerning clientele, people who do expect the best, you know, they're at every price point. And, uh, and so you don't necessarily have to be the person who's looking to buy, you know, the most expensive property or even three times the average property to want a luxury or a bespoke experience. And so we really work hard to make sure that everyone within our organization uh, at all price points in any market are delivering a, a luxury experience, if you will. You know, that, that's a great point. I just... Uh... You and I were talking a little bit offline, but I just got done presenting at a luxury conference and a lot of the best practices and and the various panels, people talked about what they call the Ritz-Carlton experience, right? Mm -hmm. um, Especially with high net worth individuals, you know, touching them, communicating with them, gifting, uh, and the overall experience is is so, um, so important. So... 
He gave us a little bit of a history. Thank you. Um, you guys are in the major luxury uh, you know, markets uh, globally. Um, tell us a little bit about, um, based on you, you do some travel and you speak at different conferences, and, and tell, tell me a little bit about uh, here we are. Uh, we're going to be, uh, you know, mid, mid-May this is going to be released. Kind of where are you seeing as we, you know, end, uh, you know, middle to end of second quarter of 2019? We're not quite yet midway 2019. How do you think, you know, the rest of 2019 when it comes to, you know, the high net worth, you know, the luxury properties for most markets, um, do you think it's going to be trending uh, a little bit you know, more on the buy side? In other words, buyer's market or trending a little bit more hey home prices are going to be you know either stable or 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 increasing and uh more of a seller's market and i know it's all relative but you know if you were a ten thousand twenty thousand foot view where do you think things are going to trend as you know we we round up midway to the end of 2019 anthony well, I like the way you said because it, it is all relative, and you know we probably all heard that old adage that you know real estate's like the weather, you know it's very local. And uh, you know if I was to give you the average temperature in the United States and say it's 67 degrees, well that really doesn't mean anything if I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona, or Minneapolis, Minnesota. So uh, you know that's kind of the same way. But that being said, uh, overall I think the markets are, are strong and are going to continue to be strong. I'm, I'm consistent with that. There are certainly some uh, areas that maybe seem to, uh, to have a little more pressure on them, but I do believe we are shifting more to a buyer's market. Um, we're starting to finally see some, some inventory come out, and, and I think the sellers are maybe being a little more uh, negotiable overall, which of course means we're kind of trending in that direction. So uh, you know, as always, I think it's a great time to sell if that's what you need to do, and uh, it's probably becoming a better time to buy than maybe it has been uh, over the last uh, last months or even years. Hey there, it's Michael Lafito. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. If you are interested in signing up for our luxury listing specialist certification, or if you want additional information on how you can dominate selling higher-end homes in your marketplace, make sure you go to luxurylistingspecialist.com. And, and, and so one of the things I pride myself on with our certification, again, it's 16 modules and modules 8 through 16 are what I call post-listing. In other words, you got the listing, Anthony. Great. What are best practices to identify the buyer and, and, and incorporate best marketing strategies to, to get the home sold? And that leads me perfect segue into, you know, um, hey, it's shifting maybe to a buyer's market, which, of course, in a buyer's market, days on the market increase. And we know days on the market are toxic when it comes to getting, you know, top dollar. So um, do you have any, just based on, you know, you're, you're, you just recently had a conference, a top luxury conference, do you have any best practices that uh, you're seeing agents use, uh, whether it be, you know, Angle and Folker's agents or, you know, just top agents in general for some of these high-end properties, these difficult homes, or what I call the stale luxury properties? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's interesting because, you know, we have been, yeah, I, I believe as a brand, we're constantly evolving. We're 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 learning. We're 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 tailoring our our uh, our strategies, uh, you know, to the uh, the marketplace, both on a global uh, perspective, but also locally. Um, but it's been interesting to me as I go to conferences uh, that are our brand uh, versus conferences that are not our brand. And 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 lately, I'm hearing a lot more from from conferences that are not you know uh, us. Um, 
a lot more of what they're saying are things that we've been saying and we've been doing for a long time. And, and, and I think that's actually very interesting because as we're in, a, in an age right now where I think a lot of us in the business are, are constantly being inundated with the noise that is you know, technology uh, disruption or disintermediation or, or being diluted or even diminished in the transaction because of some of these players, uh, what I'm, I'm hearing, and, and I love this because I think it's going to make our industry better, those of us who, who survive it, uh, I think we'll actually thrive, and that is we are providing a much higher level of service today than we probably have ever provided uh, as, as, a, as an industry, and I think we're continuing to go in that direction. But what I'm hearing that we're, we're doing, and, uh, and I don't want this to sound like a commercial triangle and Folkers because I think everything that I will mention uh, you know, are, are things that can be done you know, in, in any brand, and, and maybe some brands better than others, but always there. Uh, you know, for, for us as a brand, because we're very adamant that we provide uh, uh, an internationally consistent uh, uh, bespoke level of, uh, of service and, and an experience for sellers. Uh, so uh, if, if you're listing a property with England Folkers, you know, we're hoping that the advisor you choose is an advisor who's going to provide you the same type of service in, uh, in, uh, in, in Minnesota as you would get if you were in uh, uh, Chicago. So, so with that being said, yeah, these are kind of the things. And, and, and so from that standpoint, and, and I'll speak more to the, the brokers at this point uh, first, it's you start with you need to attract the best talent. If, if you have talent that have the, the wrong mindset, uh, who are not willing to step up and do what they need to do and invest in their business and, and, uh, and take advantage of the tools available, and articulate that, and then and then provide that level of service to the clients. Uh, you're you're not doing your brokerage or your brand, uh, or even those advisors, in my mind, uh, the, the best service. So if you're going to market a property, you want to either recruit uh, or I, we say attract the the best talent. And if uh, and if you're an advisor, you need to be the best talent because if not, I don't think you need to be worried about a brand or a technology uh, distract. Um, uh, 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 taking your business away from you, it's going to be the other agent in your marketplace that is the best of the best. That's who's going to disintermediate you or, or, uh, or disrupt your business. Um, from there, it's, uh, yeah, and this is why I think what you provide is so important. It's training. Uh, you know, the best agents that I know, the best advisors I know in the business are constantly learning and understanding what they need to know to provide that level of service. And, and uh, whether it's, it's your uh, certification uh, or, or other industry certifications or certifications outside of the industry. I think that, that's key. So providing, you know, being knowledgeable uh, is, is probably a best practice that we overlook a lot of times when we're looking at what are the checklist of items that I need to do to provide service. Um, and, and I know this is kind of backstory. And I hope I'm answering a question for you the way you want me to. But uh, from there, you know, we get into you know, the network. Uh, you need to be able to collaborate with, with fellow people uh, in your position. Other agents and advisors are doing exactly what you're doing at the same time you're doing it. Because, Michael, you and I have had this conversation before. Uh, you know, being able to talk to other advisors who have access to the clients that may be your buyers is, is key. And, and if you're working in a silo, you're not going to have that opportunity. You know, as a brand, we work very hard to make sure our advisors have the opportunity to, to network with each other and collaborate and communicate uh, on specific properties or specific challenges that you have, uh, which brings me then to data. And I don't even like the word data. We talk about big data all the time uh, because data is, is a lot of companies buy data or have data, 
but they don't ever make take action on it. So having you know intelligence, uh, which is something unfortunately there's a shortage of in, in our industry. I don't think the people on this uh, that are listening to this have a shortage of that. But having that intelligence, actionable data, so you know who is buying, who is selling, why are they doing it, what are the key things that are important to them, so you can advise your your clients best. After you've done all of that, then I think you're ready to go out and articulate your value proposition and then start talking about what it boils down to. And of course, the way you promote a property, generating that exposure uh, is important. This is where data comes in, knowing who has the capability. If you're listing a property for $50 million, the number of people in the world that even have the capability to buy that property is, is, is already limited. So who is that audience? That's where data comes in. How are you going to market to that specific audience is what you need to think, you know, think through. Of course, from there, prepping the property, doing all the things, prepping the seller, uh, great photography, incredible photography, video, um, uh, writing great copy that really pulls out those key ideas or, or, or things that the, uh, the, the buyers are looking for. Um, you know, that's all part of it. And then, of course, a print and digital strategy, and on and and so on, but I mean that's that's kind of where I, I really think that backstory, that prep, the, the things that a lot of times we don't do because we just want to get the ad in the paper or the magazine or online, get it in the MLS. Yeah, those things are going to be done by anybody, and and, and almost yeah. all of your competition are going to do those things. But all of that pre work, that's what sets the the, the super professionals uh, way ahead of the game when it comes to uh, being successful. Yeah, you, you know, a lot of great nuggets there. A lot of great nuggets you talked about there. And I just want to, uh, you know, go back to a couple of those. So thank you, Anthony. So, you know, one of the things you talked about is the importance for agents to collaborate. You know, I say it all the time. I, I get laughs when I'm in front of a, a you know, big uh, conference, but I say shy real estate agents have skinny kids. My point is we're in the industry where you have to collaborate, you know, whether it be sharing best practices, whether it be advising your client, whether it be, you know, prospecting or lead generation or not being afraid to have a conversation with, you know, somebody you meet at a charitable cause, whatever it might be, you have to, you know, we're in the industry of communicating and, and, you know, you can't sit behind a desk and just work internet leads, although there are people good at that. You know, when we're talking about high net worth individuals, it's about penetrating the circle of trust and being that trusted advisor. And you, uh, you, you mentioned before you hit the MLS right at the end there, and that is key. I mean, that's one of the things we actually have a module dedicated to basically the, the, the property launch. So before you hit that go live button or, 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 right. or you know, that button on the MLS, it's first impressions are key from the photos to the description to, you know, have you identified who you think your buyer is, you know, the avatar, I like to say, and, and are you targeting, you know, that, of course, you know, talk to your broker owner, fair housing, all that. So I'm not, you know, suggesting that. I'm talking about just what are you accentuating and through the photos and the description. I mean, what am I, what am I, what am I? One of my pet peeves, or sorry to interrupt you, and, and, I, and I actually saw it again this last week. Uh, we're talking about a property that I believe was in the uh, uh, probably six or seven million dollars in a market that six or seven million dollars is, is, is quite a property. And, okay. and, I, and somehow or another, this advisor got that listing. And, and the photography, I know, was shot with a smartphone. And I know today's oh. smartphones can do some amazing things. Right. But in that photo, you could see on the on the, 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 the island in the kitchen, and this we're talking about a spectacular kitchen, the purse, the keys, and the Diet Coke. And I know those were of the agent. I know they were. 
you know, that's somebody who's doing a disservice to their client. And, uh, and I think those are the kind of things we just can't allow to happen, especially when you're working in the luxury, the luxury field. But it shouldn't happen at any level or any price point, but it, I mean, it happens all the time. So, so you said the purse, the keys, and a, and a Coke were, were in the, the, one of the pictures? In the Diet Coke, sitting on the island of a kitchen that's, uh, you know, spectacular. We're talking about, you know, right, right. Yeah, we're, we're talking, you know, Sub-Zero and Millet and, yeah. and, uh, and Wolf. We're talking a view out of the window that most of us would, would, would kill for and, uh, and, and beautiful granite countertops. And, uh, and, and a very nice purse, by the way, but a purse, a Diet Coke, and a set of keys and some papers sitting on the bar. And that was in the photo that was chosen to represent the, problem, the property online. Um, and and that's, that's, that's still just you, – you think that could never happen. I see that happen all of the time. And, I'm not, and this was not from our brand, by the way. <laughs> I'll be yeah, very yeah. clear. Otherwise, yeah, I'm on the yeah. phone with somebody saying, what, what's going on here? But no, oh that's, uh, that, that happens. And it shouldn't happen at any price point. No, it shouldn't happen at any price point. You're absolutely right. Um, but yeah, that uh, there's there's those websites out there that you know show the embarrassing photos and that that make it to the MLS. But but yeah, that uh, that is definitely disheartening. And I, I don't know. That, that's the photo. Yeah, yeah, that's the photo you take when you're trying to get an idea for yourself. What best? What's the best time of day for lighting and and the things that you do as part of your pre work but it never sees the light of day. You're, you show that photo to your photographer saying, I'm thinking this angle, and if we shoot at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, that's when the light best comes through the, the windows. That's what that photo is for. It should never be seen yeah. by anybody other than you, maybe your, maybe your photographer, if you're trying to get a, a certain shot in your, in, uh, across. Yeah, yeah. My goodness, isn't that something? But yes, that, that brings the bar down. That hurts everybody that's listening to this podcast. I mean, I... Their Reader's Digest did a, a study, the most trusted real estate, excuse me, the most trusted professionals and real estate agents came in in the, in, in the mid to late 30s uh, out of the top 40 in this case, and we were just above sex workers. And I share that because it isn't good, right? When people think of real estate agents, they think of uh, salespeople. They think of used car salesmen in many cases. So, Anthony, I love you're talking about raising the bar, bringing value, and that for everybody on this call is so important because, again, you go to a restaurant and there's five amazing reviews and one terrible or two terrible reviews, those two stand out. And so we got to keep raising the bar for everybody in our industry. And by we, we have to. And, and, and that, even if that's your competition, call your competitor and tell them, hey, Congratulations on that listing, but this needs to, you, you should do better because that brings, you're right, that brings all of this down. And, uh, and it's unfortunate because like you and, and, and the group of people that have your certification, you know, we are the professionals and we attract the professionals and, and, uh, and, and it only helps us when the rest of the market and the rest of the people in this business either become that level of professional or, 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 get, or get out of the business. Well, listen, this has been a very powerful um uh, episode. Now, if somebody wants a little bit more information about Angle and Folkers, and maybe they want to know where the late, you know, the, the office is near them, or if there isn't an office, and they maybe have some interest, what's the best way for them to find out more information, Anthony? Well, I'm gonna give you a couple of ways. First of all, we have just launched a brand new uh, web presence uh, that we're very excited about, which is actually phase one of a much bigger. A technology rollout, and we can talk about technology and luxury anytime you want, Michael. Uh, but if that's at evrealestate.com, and from there you can learn a lot more about our brand, about how we do things, 
and uh, of course where all of our locations are and about the uh, the caliber of advisors who are joining us and uh, and then of course anybody's always welcome to give me a call directly uh, I am at our Park Avenue headquarters and the number here is 212-234-3100 that's 212-234-3100 ask for Anthony Hitt and uh, I'll uh, call you back as quickly as possible because I'd love to talk to anybody who's interested in providing a higher level of luxury service to their clientele uh, in any market, whether they're with Engel and Falkers, uh, and I know a lot of our members are joining uh, your institute, uh, your uh, group as well, uh, or if they're not. And, and the website, one more time, that you just launched? EV, like Engel and Falkers, EVrealestate.com. Yep. yep, and that's V as in Victor, so although it's pronounced Falkers, like almost like an F, it's EV as in Victor, so very good. Anthony, I love your energy, by the way. I, you know, I, I'm a high-energy guy, and your enthusiasm is contagious. So I uh, really appreciate all you're doing for the industry. Keep raising the bar. And for those of you that have any questions, as I mentioned, it, shoot us an email, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com. Or please leave us a review or if you have any questions. Uh, again, we're trying to raise the bar. We're trying to bring as much value. If there's a topic we haven't covered, let us know. Or if you know somebody that would be a terrific guest, uh, please pass along our information. If you want more information on our certification, we're about to launch a new uh, website as well, and it might even be launched by the time this gets out, but LuxuryListingSpecialist.com, LuxuryListingSpecialist.com. My name is Michael Lafito. As I end our podcast, I want to keep telling you to lift others up, go make somebody's day, and prove them wrong. Till next time, take care. Take care.